0: So, does your career energize you with life? Or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. And on this week's episode, a very powerful interview with an old friend of mine, Kelly Butler, who is an associate creative director and copywriting freelancer for various advertising agencies in Chicago. Kelly leaves absolutely no stone unturned in the retelling of her journey, a journey that has to date had its fair share of ups and downs, a journey that is without question still punctuated by her lingering desire for more. And early on in our conversation, Kelly captures perfectly that singular frustration that I think so many of us feel and have felt at various points in our careers, and it is this. I have so much willpower and so much determination. But if I don't know where to put that determination, it just doesn't help me. Though interestingly, as our conversation unfolds, Kelly's core expression, at least that's what I'm calling it for lack of a better term, but that one thing that it appears she literally needs to be doing on this planet, no matter what, really starts to make itself known. And so we talk about it. And with equal power and an open heart, Kelly lay's bare her fears about moving in that direction. So, I'll shut up now and let this week's open book of a guest, Kelly Butler, do the talking. Well, firstly, thank you for for agreeing to do this. Sure. So, question number 1 for you. Do you ever think about the concept of purpose or mission or what it is I'm meant to be doing on this planet?
1: I definitely think of what what am I meant to do on this planet quite a bit? I think about what am I really giving back to the world, if anything? Does my job have any purpose outside of making money? The fact that I write things and I'm hoping people buy them based on what I wrote or what I concepted. Um, That's not, uh, I'm not, you know, saving children or um, (laughs) I'm not a nurse, you know. Um, I meet those people and I feel like, oh, you're helping people and that's great. I help people in different ways throughout my career, but I definitely question, you know, what my purpose is. And, um, and I feel like I'm so jealous of the people that were born, born knowing what they wanted to do. I'm so jealous of those people. Like I meet them and I'm just, it's total envy. You know, these people that say, I don't care what they are. I don't care what they do. When they say, I knew immediately when I was 18 that I was meant to do X. And they still do X 20 years later and they're so happy. Oh, I hate those people because I'm, I don't know. I still don't know. I'm in career number two and I still don't know. I don't personally think this is even my purpose. And I don't know what my purpose is. I mean, I bought it when I first started my journey, I bought this book called Gig and it's a huge book of different jobs because I thought maybe there's just a job I don't know about that fits my personality, (laughs) you know, and I find it's very, um, you know, uh, I find a lot of people, not just me, you know, kind of wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night, thinking, you know, what is what's is my purpose? I don't think I'm on the right path. I don't think I'm doing what I was meant to do. But I have so much willpower, and you can have so much willpower and so much determination. But if I don't know where to put that determination, then it just goes. It, it just it doesn't help me.
0: Kelly, can you can you tell us what it is that you do today?
1: So today I am an associate creative director, uh, copywriter. And um, yep. I work for mostly uh, big ad agencies in Chicago. I'm currently a freelancer. I have done full-time gigs before, but currently I'm a freelancer. And I'm actually talking yep. to you from a dark conference room in a place where I can't even figure out where the bathroom is because I just started today. So um, <laughs> that's kind of how my life is. I go in, they give me a problem, and you know they give me a partner to work with a lot of times, someone I don't know, and our job is to solve it.
0: Kelly, are you today in your career where you thought you would be when you were younger?
1: I always dreamed when I was younger that I would be the boss. So when I played with my brothers, I did not play Barbie. I played boss, and I was always the boss. (laughs) And they always had to be the workers because they're younger, and I was mean. So, you know, (laughs) I always dreamed of being a career woman. I never dreamed of being married, not that I wouldn't be. I never dreamed of having children, yeah. and it turns out I don't want any, so that was right out spot on. But I always dreamed of being the boss, and once I became the boss, I realized I hate being the boss. What
0: did, you, what did you figure out when you became the boss?
1: I realized, you know what? I don't like being responsible for other people, mostly because ever since I was a child and my dad tells me this, I have this weird thing about being fair. Everything should be fair. And the world isn't fair. So when I was in charge of people, I found that I was giving up projects I wanted to work on because I wanted to be more fair and let them work on fun stuff, you know? So eventually, you know, they were getting to do all the fun stuff and I was just doing all the managing. And I realized, oh, this is what bosses do. You know, they just manage everybody else. And I realized, oh my gosh, I don't like just managing. I want to be doing it. Um, and actually I can say, and I think people that have worked for me can say, um, cause I've been the boss a couple of times that I, I, am a good boss and I'm very understanding and I, I, love people's input and I'm, I actually am pretty good at it. I just don't like it. So, um, the, the, the being the boss thing has kind of gone away, which is such a shock to my childhood, you know? Right. Um, and it's really affected my career because honestly, I have not figured out how can you make more money and not be the boss? I don't know that.
0: So when you're thinking about that, mm-hmm. about not being the boss, mm-hmm. is there anything that's coming to mind of something that you would rather just be doing more of?
1: My dream, and, and you know, I'm trying hard to, my dream, whatever, my dream today, it's not tomorrow's dream, but yep. my dream currently is um, how can I take what I do and and elevate it in some way? So. I thought, okay, I'm a copywriter. I can walk in different agencies and I can do work. I'm good at meeting people. I'm, I'm good at making connections. So I, how could I do this in travel? Because I love to travel, you know? So how could yep. I, you know, find places that either – if I don't, I don't want to work remotely. I actually don't like working remotely. I like working on site. I like meeting people in person. But how can I somehow travel to different agencies outside of Chicago, and, and do what I do and like see different parts of the country. I would like to be able to do that. I don't want to sit home in my house and work from home and just work for people in other parts of the country. I don't want to do that.
0: So walk us back a little bit. How did you get to be in copywriting?
1: Well, you know, it's funny because, um, first of all, I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. And let me just say that my grades were not awesome. Um, <laughs> I partied at Texas Tech. You know, I, um, my grades were, my grades in my major were always great. Um, I didn't understand no. why you had to take anything else. That seems stupid.
0: Well, what was your major by the
1: way? Yes. It was public relations, which I, by the way, I never used one time. So, um, here I get this PR degree cause I tried to be in journalism and then the first day I walk in, I like totally talked my way into this school newspaper as a freshman being a writer. I don't even know how I did it. And they sat me down and I'd write my first article and I started writing like it was a dark night. You know, like it wasn't the news. And I remember telling the, the guy in charge, I'm like, why well, does the news should be more interesting. And he right. said, well, you know, I don't think this is the right career for you. I think <laughs> right. you should go into PR. And um, I remember I was in PR and at the last minute I decided I wanted to do advertising. Somehow I figured that out and I went to my advertising professor and because I'd failed business math, I would have to retake it and I'd have to be in school longer. And um, I was already in school for four and a half years, five years, and I was like, forget it. So I decided I, I chose this PR track, so I'm going to go do it. And I moved home to Houston because I was in debt and it was cheap. And um, I started my career in marketing. My first job was out of the news, the, the Chicago, I'm sorry, the Houston Chronicle, a little, little clip for a marketing assistant. So suddenly I'm in marketing, which it's not like I was a veterinarian, you know, before, I mean, it's marketing PR. It's all kind of the same. So I went into marketing and I stayed there in Houston in marketing for 10 years in a bunch of different industries. And I kept moving industries and it's Houston, right? So it's a lot of, it's all B2B business to business and it's oil and gas, medical software development, things like that. And I kept, being unhappy with jobs and I kept changing industries thinking it's just the industry you know it's that's why I'm unhappy it's not creative it's not creative enough for me and and it's boring and then I realized one day like the only thing all these industries have in common is me you know I right. it's, I'm the problem they're not the problem I have I want something else that they cannot provide so I found out I, actually, I didn't even know what a creative director was. I applied for a creative director position, which, looking back, is hilarious because I had no experience. And, right. I, and then I said, well, let me research and see what creative directors do. And then I start researching, and I'm like, oh, they have to go through a lot. They have to be like a writer or an art director first. and They have to be to associate. It's like a whole level thing. So I didn't know anybody in advertising, and I decided, you know what I'm going to do? My dad had access to what they call red books online, and it would show you the agency and the creative directors that were there. It listed them. And I had him give me a list in an Excel spreadsheet. And I, made, I did a direct mail campaign for myself. And I said, my name is Kelly Butler. Awesome. I want to be in advertising. And this coupon will get you as many drinks as you want if you just meet with me. As <laughs> many drinks as you Love want. Love it. And I sent them out. Now, I got no responses, so I followed up with phone calls. <laughs> and I got three creative directors to meet with me and drink. And um, they all told me pretty much the same thing. One, they told me, you know, you'd make a a great account person, which, by the way, I'd been an account person, which is like the business side of advertising for a year, and I was horrible at it. And I said, no, I know I look like in the suit that I would be that way. But I, I really am a creative person. I really don't want to do account management, but thanks for offering me to help me out. And they all agreed, you know, what do you want to do? You know, and I said, oh, I want to write Nike commercials and all this stuff. And they said, you know, you need to move, number one, because you're not going to do that yep. here in Houston. And they said, number two, you better go to portfolio school. That's what all the kids are doing. Well, I've never even heard of portfolio school before. So it's really these creative directors that informed me of it. And I start reaching, researching, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so expensive. Um, and it's, right. and it's, going to take, it's going to take two years of my life, and I'm 10 years older than I was when I graduated, and I don't, my, my parents aren't going to pay for it. So right. I was just decided, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to call these portfolio schools, and I'm going to try to visit some. Well, on the Internet, I discovered Chicago portfolio school, and their big thing was, we're only a year, not two. So I thought, well, that's the one I'm going to visit first. Um, right. it sounds like half the price and half the time so i literally fly in, in a snowstorm and sure enough I sit next to a guy who's from Houston and my age and he really gave me he's a real straight shooter and that guy actually is giving me jobs today I said what do you think of the school and he said you know what it's what you put into it it's kind of a free-for-all they're not that organized here but if you put a lot of work in and, and you can work really hard I think you'll come out with a good book and I, and I feel like I made a good choice here and so then I just Flew home and um, I went to my boss and I called Sally Mae and I said, how much money can I get? I need the most money, you know? Yep. And then my grandmother had died and left me a little bit of money. And, um, and she had said, please use this to, sorry. um, she said, you know, please use this to follow your dreams. And, yep. you know, it was um, such a great thing for her to do. And, um, so anyway, I went to my boss, I'd been at this consulting company for five years and they were great people. And I went to my boss and said, you know, I'm leaving. I need to quit. I've decided to change groups. And he was really nice about it. And not only was the company really nice about it, they said, listen, we need people to write white papers for us and you need work while you're there. So you can just do that remotely. We'll pay you, you know, a couple hundred bucks an article and that could help keep you afloat. And they let me do that for as long as I wanted. And I temp. That's amazing. Yeah. And so um, I went to school at night. I would work a little bit during the day. I was a temp also, which is a very new experience for me. Temping is just fascinating. <laughs> but, um, yep. you know, I, I, I went to school four nights a week for a year, and I built that book. And I'll, I'll end the story shortly. I met a guy, my friend's cousin in Houston. So I meet with this guy, and he says, you know, I'm not the one you want to talk to, but I do have this friend named Skip. So I meet with Skip, and who I just actually talked to the other day, and said, um, I said, can you look at my marker comps? I mean, they're like bad drawings on white paper. I'm in a bar, like, showing this guy my work, and it looks ridiculous. <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, yeah, I like that one. I don't like that one. He said, you know what? Why don't you call me when you graduate? We'll talk again he happened to call me two weeks after I graduated and said, didn't you tell me your brother's in the movie business? I would love to meet with him. I'm writing a movie. And I said, well, I would love a job. So maybe <laughs> we can help each other out. And within the next few days, he had me in an agency here working. And eventually I took over the job he was freelancing for. He did meet with my brother. I don't know whatever happened in his movie. But um, I can say honestly that the reason I I got into this business, which is a hard business to get into, there's two things. One, I had a really good book, and you have to have a good portfolio. Yeah. And two is I know everybody, and I make it my mission life to know everybody. Amazing. Networking has, networking has got me literally, and I'm not exaggerating, every single job. Not my book, networking.
0: Stepping even further back, Kelly, at childhood, mm-hmm. what, do you have any recollection of what is that? So you wanted to be a boss. Mm-hmm. Was there any other ideas of other things you wanted to be when you grew up?
1: I just kept saying, and I kept saying this, and I keep saying it today. I keep saying, like I just want to do something creative, but I don't know what. You know yep. like that's all I can come up with. I mean even even advertising, um, a friend of mine said, you know i don't do you think this is it? Like, is this the thing? And I said, i don't even I don't even know if this is the thing. And now that I'm here, I don't know that this is the thing. I yeah. do still have that nagging that nagging urge to to do something creative that I can really enjoy. And equally I would say, um, I love doing creative stuff, but equally I love meeting people. And that's what I've discovered about myself as an adult, very different from childhood. I you know, I wouldn't talk when I was little. Um, you know, it wasn't until I went to college and I didn't know a soul that I had to, you know, meet people. And, um, once I started doing that, I realized, you know, I really like doing this. I like meeting people, you know? I like helping yep. people. Yep. That's another thing. The more you're networked, the better off you're You're able to help people. So, for example, that's right. I couldn't, there's two jobs I couldn't take today from freelancers, but I went ahead and gave them, uh, I gave them to a friend of mine who's out of work. Yep. So, he benefits, I benefit, and um, I just think the power of networking is is. Is pretty amazing in, in in the any industry you're in, any industry, you know.
0: That's right. <laughs> Talk to me about that. The you know, so y- this example you just gave, uh, this opportunity to freelance, you gave that to somebody. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the power of networking. What does that do for you when you when you when you did that t- today? Yes. How, what would how, how would you describe the the feeling of that?
1: Well, number one, there's in my. You know, everybody gets like a great feeling from something sometimes. And my great feeling is when I connect people together. So um, yep. when I, I hear about a need and I know someone that can fill it. So yep. when I can make those two people come together, I feel like I've done my job. What is my job? I don't know. <laughs> because yeah. I don't get yeah. paid for it. But yep. I feel like. But it feels good. Yes, it, it makes me happy. It gives me joy. And that's not a joy that I always get in my everyday job.
0: So when is the earliest that you can remember feeling joy around this concept, sort of connecting people, bringing them together?
1: I think it started in Houston. I was, yep. um, pretty, I was pretty miserable at my jobs. You know, I, just, I, I didn't really love them. And, um, you know, I started trying to find di- different kinds of people to meet. I wasn't at the time even meeting that many people, I don't think. But I remember thinking you know what? I'm not happy eight hours of the day. So I need to try and do something that's outside this office. And that's going to involve meeting people because I got, you know, I got to go do something. So I did the first thing I did was stand up comedy for three years. And, Uh um, and that was at night, a few nights a week. Sometimes on the weekends I get paid. And it was the first time that I felt that sense of like in a long time, that sense of community, I can walk into with the, your right with, with your sorry, Go ahead, fellow
0: comedians, or
1: yes, with my fellow comedians. I felt this real big sense of community, and it, it introduced me to a whole world of people that I would have never met. And then I thought, you know what, I I, I want to be one of those like athletes. I'm not an athlete in any stretch of the huh. means, but I would like to be that guy that's got the number on and running. How do I do that? And then I started in this. Uh, it was like the Bayou City um, Athletic something. And it was basically just uh-huh. f- literally it's supposed to be fun, but every piece of fun had to have like a, a physical aspect to it. So you're going to go climbing a mountain while you're drinking or, you know, um, right. like, you know, you're you're going to go on this crazy bike ride and then get really drunk at the end. But, you know, right. it, it like mixed this this. and I lost so much weight. i have never been so fit. I, I've met a ton of people. And I just after meeting all those people, I thought, you know, I just need to. If I just keep doing this, I'll just meet more people and more people and more people, you know? And I'll just experience all these new things. And um, it started probably with my hairdresser. I remember getting her so many clients that she's like, wow, this is awesome. And I remember feeling so good about getting her clients. You know, like it made me feel so good when my friends would come. And and I do that with my hairdresser today, you know? And it also helps me in the job world. And by this, I mean when I do, for example, Mike today, who I gave two jobs to, Mike owes me a couple, you know? And when Kelly's alone in the apartment not working, and Mike is, Mike's going to remember that Kelly helped him out, you know? And so I collect IOUs like they're currency. Now, I don't ever cash them in. I'm not calling saying you owe me one. I just assume, I just totally believe, and I believe this in my heart of hearts, and that you put, you get out of the universe what you're going to put into it. And the more good you can do, and, and the more you can, if you can help people, um, you know, the better off you're going to be. Also, it helps me because now all the recruiters know I'll call Kelly, and if she can't take the job, she knows who can
0: That's right.
1: So I get to, like, pick and choose which jobs I'm taking and then pass off the ones I don't want, you know, which is pretty great.
0: So, Kelly, why not, I mean, just kind of shooting in the dark here, mm-hmm. why would you not be exploring a job or a profession that, this idea of connecting people mm-hmm. is front and center.
1: I actually am. I just started exploring it recently yep. and I've hit walls and I'm so frustrated, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Like I've, cause I think, okay, I know how to network. It's going to be fine. And I'm always doing this. I'm always like, the last time I changed careers too, like whatever, I'll just walk in and say, I want to be a copywriter, you know, like, you <laughs> right. know, I just have no, I cannot understand. So, I think I would be really good and I I can't say for sure, but I think I'd be really good as a creative recruiter, people that hire me. Right. Um, I think that'd be a good job path for me. And what I'm discovering is number one, it's very tricky because there's a lot of recruiters out there and they, and they're amazing people. I also really like recruiters. They're just great people, you know, and um, they get a bad rap, but um, a good recruiter is, is worth its weight in gold. And, for the real good recruiters, you know, they. I'm. I need to talk to them and say, "Hey, how did you do this? I need to do what I did last time." And I've done right. that a couple times where recruiters have actually called me um, and said, "Hey, what would you know? Would you are you interested in this job?" And I say, "No," but how did you get started in what you do? And right. I interview them much like you're interviewing me now. And um, what I'm kind of up against is, it's again. First of all, there's no school. That's not going to happen. I don't know. You know, they all kind of sort of lucked into it or I don't know yet, you know. Um, It's like they sort of got the the opportunity was open and they took it and that's what got them there. So they sort of made opportunities for themselves in many ways. And so it's a little frustrating because I'm like, okay, so this feels like it's hard. You know, I want to go do it, but I'm not sure how to do it. And to do it is also going to mean a significant pay cut, I'm pretty sure. Much like last time. Yeah. So, when I switched careers, I was making you know, X amount of money, and it took me five, almost five years, or no, maybe three, four, or five years in order to get back to what I was making in Houston. So, you've you got to be willing to take that pay cut sometimes with these job changes. And that's why, honestly, the whole reason I stay out of debt is because I, don't, I have had those golden handcuffs before, and I never want them again.
0: So that leads me to another question, Kelly, on a, on a scale of zero to 10, where zero is a total non-issue and 10 is a big, dark, gloomy shadow, how large a shadow would you say that financial considerations have had over your career path to date?
1: Absolutely a 10, you know, I mean, yep. I had to move home with my parents in order to get out of debt. And I think I was at the time, let's say eight grand in debt. And by the way, I'm not going to pretend it was anything good. It was me. Granted, I did have some some medical stuff. Okay, whatever. But no, basically I didn't manage money well, you know, and um, I didn't know how to manage money. And um, I decided I could keep going like that or I could bite the bullet. And as you know, a 25 year old move home with mom and dad for two years and get out of debt. And that's what I did. And I stayed in this, my brother's old bedroom and it was a single bed and it wasn't, you know, and don't get me wrong. My parents are great, but, um, you know, not everybody's willing to do that. And you gotta be willing to make sacrifices. You know, um, I paid off my school debt just recently of the school that I just incurred and, um, you know, I'm saving money now. I'm saving money because I realized if I do this other career, I'm going to need this money. So I feel like financially, most, a lot of my friends financially are just stuck. Not only are they stuck in their careers, they're stuck in the job that they hate, that job. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Can I ask, what is it that your parents um, do or did professionally?
1: My dad, it's funny, my parents have had an interesting, my dad has definitely had an interesting career path. But um, he, you know, my dad was an oil and gas lawyer in Houston,
0: working corporate
1: side. And my mom was uh, like a, she's gonna kill me, like a paralegal basically um, for companies. They met at U of H, and um, yep. and they're still together. But my dad also had this like passion for writing screenplays. So for a while, when we were younger, he would write these screenplays and he'd send them out and he hoped people could look at them. And he just he didn't love what he did. I grew up at the time. My dad was really unhappy in his job, and I saw that every single day. Yeah. and it affected me a lot.
0: Yeah, what did that what did that look like and how what was the impact of that?
1: Seeing my dad, he had three children he had to support and he'd lost his job in the 80s when the oil the oil bust kind of happened. He was without a job for I believe a year. And my dad tells me this, my dad tells me this story every time and it's such a great story. He said, "You know, Kelly, I was forced to go into my own practice because I Lost my job. He lost his job in the 80s, and then he got another job. And then he had a horrible boss. (laughs) The man was very cruel to my father. And um, he would tell me some stories about it. So he worked for a very, very cruel man for a very, very long time. And eventually, um, he was fired because he wasn't willing to work with this man anymore. And my dad started his own practice out of necessity in the back office of my grandmother's accounting business, and he tells me, I was never so scared. I didn't want to start my own practice. It's not what I wanted to do. And in that year, I've never made as much money as when I made in that year. Yeah. And yeah. And eventually, he found a job that he loved. And he he wasn't even out there that long. Maybe a few years. He found a job that he loved, that he stayed with till he retired. And it, at a fabulous place.
0: So a job. So he didn't end up as a, as running his own shop for a long time. No,
1: only a few years, because he really that wasn't you know. Only a few years, but but he, he found yep. this other job and it was really great and allowed him to do a lot of stuff and including even though he was the lawyer, they're like, yeah, can you look into some, doing some records management for us? And I don't even I think because he wasn't busy, they weren't getting sued or whatever. So um, he started learning of all this stuff about records management. And now in reti- in a retirement, he started his own records management business and wrote a book. So he's like on, Even after retirement, my, my dad is on another career path, you know. And so when I yep. when I see that, it gives me hope, and it also makes me feel not so alone.
0: Um, Kelly, I'm going to jump around here for a sec. Couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking back on your career, and um, or just thinking back on your uh, to date, on your friends, family, and colleagues, is there a consistent thread in the type of counsel or advice that people consistently come up to you for?
1: I would say that um, I was just on a panel recently about freelancing. I would say most people seek me, a lot of people seek me out that are full-time and want to go freelance. And they don't know what to expect. And my first question to them is always how much money you got in the bank. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. I mean, freelance is a risky game, you know. And some months are good and some months are bad. So I need to find out how much money do you have saved? And if the answer is none, then I don't think you should be freelancing right now. I think you should be focusing on making some money, putting it away, and then quitting. So I would say most people come to me about freelancing.
0: How long have you been a freelancer?
1: On and off for, um, you know, this is my third time freelancing. So I've been working for, let's say, eight years in the professional advertising world. And three times in those eight years, I've gone freelance one time for three months, one time for two years. And now yep. this time for, um, I've been freelancing for a couple of months now.
0: Was there a consistent thread before you became a freelancer, if thinking back of anything that people would come up to you for?
1: Usually people always call me and say, do you know somebody who can do blank? Do you know somebody who can paint my apartment? Do you know somebody, do you have a good um, uh, dentist? Do you, um, you know what, I'm getting ready to start a job at this place. Do you know anyone that works there? Because I'd like to find out if it's good or not. You know? Yeah. Always who I know. I just had someone call me yesterday and they said, listen, I'm going, I'm interviewing at this place. Do you know anyone that works there? And I said, yes, I know a guy. And he said, great. Tell me what he says about it. And I told him. And so we, yep. so basically they know, you know, if they need something and a lot of times on Facebook, I'm posting like, does anyone have this? Does anyone have that? So I'm also asking for stuff and getting it as well from other people. Yep. But, um, really when they're, they're in need of a counsel, also when they're in need of something weird to do or restaurants to go to, I seem to get a lot of those questions.
0: Got it. How long do you think you've been sort of accessed that way as a resource?
1: Honestly, I truly believe that moving to Chicago and going to ad school is when I discovered that I enjoyed all this and that I started networking. It's amazing what will happen. It started in college that I realized, you know, I need to start doing this. But it's amazing what happens when you move to the city and you don't know anyone. It's like the girl that sold me my coat. I was like, what are you doing tomorrow? You want to hang out? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know anybody here. So I would say... Starting in Chicago is when I really, I just realized the power of networking and meeting people and I realized how invaluable it was. And I can't preach that enough to people. I just can't. And you know what? Some people don't like it and I totally understand. A lot of people tell me, I don't want to go to these things. I don't want to go to these parties. I don't want to go to these dinners. I don't want to meet up with people. I want to go home and watch Netflix and I want to go to bed and that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But they have to then figure out another way, you know? in order to right. land jobs. And it might be that they have the most amazing book in the world. You know, I don't have the most amazing book in the world. I, I have a good book. I'm, I'm proud of my book, you know, the portfolio. But, um, what I do have is, is I, I have my ear to the ground and I hear about opportunities. And I'm also a believer in, even if I don't have the opportunities for me, like maybe I'm not qualified. I want to get a friend. I want to get a friend in that slot because the more people I can get in slots, you know, the more A, I feel better, because I help somebody, and B, I, I know someone at that place now.
0: Kelly, is there, um, are there any career decisions that you would today choose to undo or somehow redo? Oh
1: yeah, yes. Uh, In college when I realized that I wanted to do advertising the last semester I was there, I should have just done it. I should have said whatever, I'll take business math again. Whatever, I'll stay here another semester. Because what, yep. what that would have done is put me on the path to advertising quicker. Instead, I, I just thought, well, you know, this is this is going to take me longer. It's going to be money. And I'm not going to do it, you know, instead of thinking yep. in, a, in a big picture term, you know, and I should and I, I, I regret that decision deeply and I regret the professor that told me it would be OK and don't worry about it. And I can just jump into advertising whenever I want. I hate that guy. I don't mm-hmm. remember his name, but. I really wish I could go back because not to say I wouldn't have another career after advertising, I probably would, but I could have gotten it so much quicker instead of spending 10 years in marketing that I didn't like.
0: And then last question for you, Kelly, knowing what you know today, and I guess you sort of answered it here, but is how would you advise your younger self?
1: I would say that getting things that you really want is not, it's not going to be an easy road and to take the easy way out, um, might feel good in the moment, but, um, but, it, but it's only going to prolong the inevitable. Interestingly enough, I also believe in, on another sense that things happen for a reason. Because honestly, I don't know if I would have been good at advertising at 25, because that was a real pain in the ass, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I just was like, whatever, I know it's right. I know everything, you know? And I really had to learn. I learned from a lot of mistakes I made in that career and was able to jump to another one and apply all those learnings. And I'd also say, you know, um, you're not alone. Every, a lot of people feel this way. It's, it's very easy to think I'm the only one who doesn't feel they're on the right path. Or everyone else has it figured out but me. And it's not true, but it's really easy to convince yourself of that because you're with you all the time.
0: Kelly Butler, amazing conversation. Thank you for, um, thank you for taking the time and thank you for, for sharing the journey.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you you for tuning into this episode of Our Authentic Careers with me, your host, Gert Sabar. If you like what you just heard, I hope you'll let your family, friends, and colleagues know all about this little podcast. And since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com.